0: Welcome to Story Chats at INSPI Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts.
1: I'm Norelle Atkins.
0: I'm Valerie Comer. And
2: Cooney. And Cooney. (laughs) I'm not Cooney.
0: This is Cooney. (laughs) Today, we are going to be having a conversation sort of about a primer or beginner's guide to CCR. Um, This is coming from a listener question that we got via the contact form at inspiromance.com. So if you ever have a thought or episode suggestion, please feel free to do likewise and just shoot us a comment. Um, We might take you up on it. And we might not. We might not. Yeah, no promises. No promises. So um, the question basically was from someone who found Story Chats. And then because of that, they dove into contemporary Christian romance, um, having thought that CCR was something completely different than what, what it is. Um, and so they found this whole new world that they hadn't realized was available, which I love. I think that's fantastic. Um, and so then she was asking about the difference between sweet slash clean and Christian romance. And so we're gonna start there. Um and I think for all of this, the initial caveat needs to be that you're gonna get three opinions on this podcast and um possibly possibly more than three opinions on this podcast. I might have one. And and anyone you ask is going to have an opinion. Um if they're concerned enough about it to have one. Um, and and there isn't really right or wrong answers for any of these things. Some of them you wish that there was like a clear cut and yeah. dry thing um, and there just isn't. So, um, so we're going to give you our thoughts and hopefully that will help steer you <laughs> some way. Um, but there's a lot of wiggle room in all of these is the the key so um sweet clean christian difference similarities narelle you want to go first
1: i will so if i was to say if you were to say what is one thing that would be a difference between define what sweet clean is versus christian Mm -hmm. actually i'll say there's there's two things the first one is that christian contemporary christian romance at its core has at least one character, usually at the start of the book, who has a faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And typically, if the second character, the hero or heroine, if one of them doesn't, they come to faith during the story. And usually by the end of the story, they're both, if not um, committed Christians, they're on the way or very close to being committed Christians. So that would be the first thing I'd say about Christian. Then, Sweet Clean, I don't assume a Christian worldview in Sweet Clean. Yeah. yeah, and I've never assumed a Christian worldview in sweet clean. I see sweet clean as being different to steamy, and I see the bedroom doors closed. There's um the it, there's no explicit language in terms of um intimacy in the story if the characters are intimate or if any actions happening below the shoulders pretty much it's probably not going to be on the page but it might be implied and I see that as very much a general market distinction between if you look at the spectrum of romances from the very hot and heavy end to the very clean and wholesome end and I see sweet cleaners sitting in that section and then sweet is probably got a bit more um intimacy or whatever than clean does so clean is is squeaky clean okay so how's that as a starting point
0: that's a great (laughs) starting point Valerie
2: that kind of works yeah I I agree that uh, the Christian romance will have some sort of a faith arc Um, the characters are going to in most cases do more than uh pop a prayer here and there and have a mention of having gone to church. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, that's all you'll find. But usually you're going to find them, uh, both characters, not necessarily to the same degree, but both of them um, thinking, maybe talking to somebody, maybe, you know, listening to a sermon, maybe whatever, where they're thinking through some aspect of their faith and hopefully growing a little. Now, some of them, like Narelle said, might start out the book um, not believers, um, but whoa, that offended the cat. <laughs> uh, but um, But there's going to be some sort of growth, and if you've got a novella, then there's not a lot of room for for that growth to be big on the page, but a longer novel is probably going to have more. Now, sweet and clean sound like they should be the same thing. And I thought they were for a long time and they're really not. Um, Clean means that you're not gonna probably find anything that objectionable in them. There's not gonna be um, language. There's not gonna be sexual innuendos or, actions in it whereas um sweet really could be quite a long way over towards where to where that all is implied um if not on the page and sometimes it's it's pretty hot and heavy on the page but perhaps just missing actual
0: sexual they'll close the door right when clothes are coming off or, or, right, but, but there might be few pages off. coming yeah. up to that where you're yeah. kind of like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, you're, where you want to say, get a room. Like if they were yeah. there in public. But can we skip would, the next? Right. It would ages. be saying,
1: get room. Do. yeah. 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 So Great. I always find it interesting, like just the fact that sweet and clean goes together to me is just interesting because I don't actually associate them being the same thing. What do you guys think?
0: Well, I, I think, and that's a conversation that I see in some writer groups um, that, you know, that they, they don't like that they do. Um, And, and, and I can see that, but like I was going to say, I think there are a number of Christian romance novels. I've written some that probably don't qualify as clean um, because, um, because they're edgy uh, is what in the Christian romance world, they're like, oh, this is edgy, you know, and we've talked about Jennifer Rodewald's Blue Columbine, um, as, as an example of that, my book Wisdom to Know, um, is, is not clean. There is some stuff that happens on the page that is not squeaky clean. They don't have sex. It's certainly implied. Um, She gets pregnant. So <laughs> something happened. Uh, you know. Um and even just like in again in my book, she has an addiction problem as well that we deal with. Um, and and that would not probably fall into clean in a secular book either. So right. yeah, so just because it's CCR doesn't necessarily mean it's so See, it doesn't it doesn't I'm go from clean to dirty. It goes through edgy to get there, right? Well, gotcha. and and then there's this whole the steamy authors prefer I think steamy or spicy to dirty, which again I get because I, I, I agree. There's not there's nothing dirty about sex. <laughs> um, now we can all put our own like I'm gonna say within marriage, but you know, um, we'll put our own worldview on that but so so I get not wanting the opposites necessarily to apply either um but yeah to me for the CCR the the faith arc is the big difference between Christian and any of the other things um if there's not that faith arc then to me I would rather and and I get a little spicy about it sometimes than I would I would really like right some now. of the. <laughs> we've seen them called like Christian light, uh, where where all you get is a prayer and a mention of church. I Say would really, grace before a meal. Yeah, I would rather those were called sweet. Um, personally, myself, but uh, you know that's me. I get to have my opinion.
2: <laughs> I agree, um, <clears throat> and particularly if there's authors who write both. Explicitly Christian mm-hmm. and then not under the same name—it can get pretty confusing. Yeah, for for readers. And I do read sweet slash clean. Yeah, either um, romance, mm-hmm. but what I really miss then is the faith element. And sometimes the the fact that it's not there in a in a story where where it would have been natural.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, is jarring. Yeah. And other times I'm just like, you know what, I need a funny rom-com and I know this author can deliver it and it's all good. I know I'm not going to get the faith element, but I'm also not going to
0: yeah. scorch
2: my eyeballs. And so um, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah,
0: And I yeah. think Norrell's point of adjusting your mindset when you go into mm. sweet or, or sweet clean, you know, just understanding that the Christian worldview is not going to be there. Yeah. Um, that helps me because yeah if you go in thinking I expect these people to live from a Christian worldview and then you're like whoa Um, you know then it's like this was terrible but if you understand that that's not the genre expectation there number one even if the author has written explicitly Christian books before and that's where I struggle sometimes is when an author has made that change and so I it's harder for me to make that mental shift because I'm like but, but all her other books <laughs> yeah um but and I, still- I think
1: yeah I yeah. think that's the biggest challenge now is that if you look at someone's name and what they were writing 10 years ago you can't necessarily oh. assume that is exactly the same as what they're writing now which is and I mean- but then again it never was try I mean traditionally published authors have always written as a rule, a range of genres under the one name because the market would say, Oh, we're not interested in CCR, we want historical That's romance, true. or we want Amish, or we want this. And so there's always been a lot of jumping That's around very,
2: very with true with
1: genres. Yeah. And so I think to expect that someone who's who's jumping around. I mean, it's really hard. Like I'm not going to judge an author for yeah. deciding to switch one way or the other, whether that's from writing general market um, to going to Christian or vice versa. But it can be really confusing for readers who don't sort of have that background of understanding what's actually going on behind the scenes as well.
0: well and, you know, I've gotten enough reviews that are like, I didn't realize there was so much faith in it that I can see where if, if you are trying to gear your career towards maximum income, which I will never shame anyone for doing like that. This is a career (laughs) you deserve to make an income. Um, And so if, if you're going to be more um, profitable and, and, and it's not something where you're feeling the Holy spirit saying, you know, no, I want you writing this sort of book. Um, if it's not causing a problem in your spiritual walk, then do what makes financial sense. I, yeah, I get that. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, the next part of the question was the first CCR that each of us read. (laughs) And uh, we talked a little bit about this um, beforehand. And please keep in mind that we're all old. So... (laughs) So some of these books I'm are older also than very old <laughs> um, and CCR has changed so much um, since the 80s um, and 90s, which is fantastic. Um, so just because we're picking a certain book to say, this is the first one that I think
2: I ever read doesn't mean it's one we would say, and you should go find this. Right. Age, which is no longer <laughs> contemporary, by the way. Right. It's historical fiction now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although mine isn't quite that old, um, because I didn't read a lot of romance uh, there for a while. When I was first um, starting to write, I was writing speculative stuff. Mm-hmm. And about 2004 is when I thought, you know what? Grass looks greener over there in CCR. <laughs> I should write one. <laughs> oh, wait, I should read some. So I went to my church library and checked out a bunch of love-inspired books because I knew that they existed and that that was a market that I could potentially try to write for. And that, um, so I actually blogged a review in 2004 on a book called Finding Hope by Brenda Coulter, C-O-U-L-T-E-R, and she's no longer writing. She had three or four five, maybe more, a few, not a lot of books out. Mm-hmm. And um, and then just a year or two later, Summerside began uh, putting out the Love Finds You in Various Towns mm-hmm. um, series. And that's really when I was like, oh, wait, I really like these. Um, there's quite a few in that early um grouping in 05, 06, 07 that I was like, I, I like these. Mm-hmm. It's not just that I think I'd like to write them because it looks greener over there, <laughs> but because I really actually <laughs> like them. <laughs>
1: cool. Narelle, what about you? Well, apparently I can go back to the 1800s. I'm just (laughs) going to throw something in, and the Aussies in the... You're you're (laughs) wearing
2: your age well, honey.
1: (laughs) I can go back to the 1800s. And the reason I say that is the Aussies will appreciate this. We have a a theologian by the name of John Dixon who is now at Wheaton College. Mm -hmm. He put a post up on his underceptions, um. Um, social media that said five books that all Christians need to read and he included Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen so apparently that's the first one (laughs) romance that I read according to John Dixon but let's well so I'm going to be serious now after throwing in some humor um, that I hope you'll get Um, I'm going to talk about Love Inspired as well so we'll go back to the 1900s this time not the 1800s and I discovered Love Inspired at a romance bookshop in Chatswood so i was working in Chatswood at the time I used to do temp work for a bank while I was going to university and I was in Chatswood for quite a while and working over the summer and uh, I discovered this romance bookshop and I've always been a big romance reader but at that stage it was general market that I was reading Mm -hmm. and we've got to remember in the 80s and 90s general market romance was pretty much sweet that was pretty much where it was at. It's probably what would be considered sweet clean now was what most romance was. And also most romance was Christian worldview back then as well. So it's really interesting how things change over time. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I went to this bookshop and found out that they had love-inspired books. And I was talking to this lovely lady who was who I'd spoken to before when I'd bought books before, and she was telling me about these love-inspired books. So I picked up a book by Carolyn Arson, and oh. she's still writing, and it was set in Canada. So I think... I don't know what the title of this, this book was, but I haven't gone looking because she would have um, independently published it, got her rights back. So, somewhere amongst her books, Set in Canada, is the first book that I ever read that was CCR. And I just loved it. This book just hooked me. And I've been a fan of hers for now we're going, what, 20 something years? Been a fan, yeah. <laughs> And so she is
2: a bit about Carolyn from time to time over the various episodes. Can you give us the episode numbers just offhand?
1: No, (laughs) No. (laughs) I didn't look up any episode numbers. I can't remember. (laughs) That's fine. That's Um... fine. That's fine. yes but that's the first one I remember and I remember what was so refreshing about this book was the faith element wasn't preachy so my experience of having read um outside of CCR Christian romance had been that it was pretty much bang over the head preachy and there was a conversion scene that sort of felt forced or compulsory and I'll be honest I wasn't a massive fan of um Christian fiction back in that part at that stage back in the 90s Um, um, but this particular love inspired book was such a breath of fresh air, and that's why I remember it.
0: Cool, cool. So for me, if we're saying contemporary romance, um, I think I have to go to "Always the Baker, Never the Bride" wow. by Sandra, uh, Sandra <clears throat> Ricker. Yeah, and um, it's still such a delightful series. I actually pulled it back out and flipped through it um, because it was it was so enjoyable, and I have fond fond memories of that series. I found um, her Through the Love Finds You books okay. and then went on to read all of
2: her other books there for a long time.
0: Very cool. Um, if we go more generically to Christian fiction, um, I'm going to cheat a little bit because <laughs> my mom and grandmother were both big um, book people. Uh, just always, if, if you got a gift from either of them, chances are it involved a book of some sort. And they also were very big on, um, Christian books. My grandmother was the church librarian for forever. Um, and so, uh, grandma gave me Stephen Lawhead's, the Dragon King trilogy. And I still, to this day, I think I got it when I was eleven. I still reread it. It's fantastic. Um, Stephen Lawhead has some fantastic books. They're not technically romances, but they always have a little tiny thread in there. Um, so I'm calling they're it not accounts. exactly contemporary because they're fantasy. But hey, whatever.
1: I've I'm never thinking, read him ever. Never appealed in to me.
0: <laughs> no, I you. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's fantastic. I love his books. Um, and then also like the very first book I remember of romance that I read is not contemporary. It's historical. It probably helped my general, not love of historical romance, but um, love comes softly by yeah. Janet Oakey. And that's kind of one of those, it's kind of the pride and prejudice of CCR. I feel like it's yeah. the one that everybody's like, Oh, you have to read Janet Oakey. Um, It's Western expansion. It's history. It's, it's a good story, but it's, historical yeah I don't love history
2: (laughs) (laughs) although Um, history is a whole lot more fun when it's put in a story
0: yes that is true that is very very true very true all right so the last part of her question um was what we would recommend as far as authors or books or series for good starting points for someone who's new to CCR So do we have another hour now? Right. Yeah. So (laughs) here again, I want to mention, you know, we're trying not to go forever. Um, We're going to miss people. We're going to miss people who we adore. Um, Please, if you are the person who we missed, know we love you. We did not, we did not miss you intentionally. Like, this is one of those things. It's like at school where you have to do the superlatives. And I hate that because it's like someone always gets left out and please don't be hurt if you're left out because we only have so much time and um, there's only three of us and we're old. So our brains don't <laughs> always work the way that they should. Word. So um, is that enough disclaimer? I just, I was so nervous about this one because I don't like hurting people's feelings. Um, so please don't, please don't be hurt um, if we miss you. <laughs> because we probably will. We, I, I know we will. I know we're going to miss somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we might not miss mm. you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Narelle, why did not you start us off?
1: Well, I'm gonna be typical Narelle. I'm not actually gonna answer the question the way it's been asked. <laughs> and, and none of you are surprised by this. And that's and my my in terms of authors, I would just say go to the inspiromance.com slash books. There is a books page on Inspiromance. It goes back to 2014. Um, there is every letter of the alphabet a book starts with or an author's name starts with. I once did a blog post where I sent people to the book's page just for fun. Or I did a maybe in the, the Christian romance reader-gathering group, I did a post somewhere and worked out that pretty much every letter of the alphabet's covered as a um, first letter in our page. There's so many books there. Go there, and that will give you a a big overview of what CCR is, because everything's been vetted that is on that list. And I think that's the question people are asking: is well, someone might say this book is Christian. A publisher might even say it's Christian. And I have just—I recently read a book, and the publisher listed it as being Christian on Amazon. And I'm like, nah, this doesn't. This does not tick my box for what I would definitively say as being Christian. So this is why I think it's such a big question. Um. So the first thing I would would say to someone is what tropes do you like? Do you like reading about runaway brides? Do you like love triangles? Do you like second chances? Do you like amnesia stories do you like there are so many tropes if you go onto YouTube um, Elizabeth has actually got a section on YouTube where you've got like a playlist that goes through all the tropes so go have fun there and have a look and what is it you actually like to read because you're more likely to enjoy a book if you like the trope that's, that's the first true. thing I'd say and then the second thing I would say is look at the setting you've got Billionaires is a big subgenre. Um, cowboys, you've got city stories, you've got um small town, there's US-based stories, there's international, there's beaches, there's lakes, there's mountains, there's winter, there's summer. I mean, there's so many different types of settings. So, what do you feel like reading? Go look at that, look at it from that perspective as well. And then the other thing I'd say is read the Amazon sample before you buy because you'll know in that sample whether or not that's the type of book you want to read and it'll set the tone as well and the last thing I'd say is have a look for the author on social media if they don't exist anywhere it might be because it's a pen name and that's not necessarily a bad thing but usually if you go digging far enough you can work out who's behind the pen name to work out where they sit in terms of Christian things And that will give you a feel for someone. And that's why the Inspire Romance blog is so good, because you've got this big treasure trove of archives from all these authors, past and present, and you can search for them by name. And if you come across an author, you can go there, find a guest post, find a book review, find something related to them. And that will give you an idea of whether or not the way they approach faith matters gels with where you sit and what you're looking for as well. So I have not mentioned a single author's name, but that is exactly what I would do if I was brand new and had to recommend how how do I look at CCR and work out who to read.
0: That's a fabulous answer. It is. It is a
2: very fabulous (laughs) answer. It makes my answer look pathetic. (laughs) Well, Well, that wasn't
1: the intention. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys can now name everybody.
0: No, it's a fantastic answer and, and better, I think, Probably I have a couple people written down as well. But but again, those are because they're what I like. Uh whereas Norel mm-hmm. helps you find what you might like, which is yeah, the better sure. I did I did have Inspir Romance on my list though, as a place <laughs> to start. So And the, one
2: of the things there too is we've we have always on InSpear Romance, we've been running for like pushing 10 years now. And we've always had a mix of independent and traditionally published authors. Okay. We've got almost always two or three love inspired authors we often have one or two published by other houses or three or four maybe half usually are indie um it it will give you a good yeah a good basis for a variety of yeah
0: some in ku some not well and the books page we do unlink the authors who aren't currently blogging with us but their books are still there so you can still find them they're just not an amazon link so it's one extra step for you to google it or or go to amazon and plug it in um so yeah yeah
1: And that's purely, if anyone wonders why we unlink stuff, because books go out of print, they get changed, and we just, I mean, Valerie doesn't have all day to troll (laughs) through the books listing to make sure that every single book still exists, whereas with the current authors who are blogging, it's much easier. There's like 26 to 28 authors, I think, at the moment, and it's much easier to keep track of who's doing what with the current group than to try and work out if a book in 2014 is still in print or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So right, am Alex. I going next? Yes, go next. Okay. So <laughs> I approach this question as, as a mood thing, really. So kind of where Norell was going in part of her thing. So I have favorite authors that if I'm in the mood for this or that or the other thing, that I know that that author is going to, hands down, deliver that. And um I'm just, and then there's dozens of authors that I'm happy to read. Whether I'm in the mood for that trope or setting or whatever or not, I'm just happy to read them. And honestly, especially these two, you guys write it, I'm gonna read it, okay? Um. So I have five categories. Beth always says two or three, five. Five is what I've got, but I'm just gonna fire them off quick. If I'm in the mood for international, and I've already covered Norelle. Okay. Um, Autumn Mar- MacArthur is going to mm-hmm. be my go-to. And if you haven't read her, um, start with any of them. But one of my favorites is Forget Paris, mm-hmm. which is set in France. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm in the mood for Ocean Side, which I often am. And I could give you like 10, 12 <laughs> authors, like bing, but I won't. Annette Irby, And you could start with Finding Love in Friday Harbor, Washington. If I'm in the mood for ranch stories, it could be Mandy Blake and her Blackwater Ranch series. Mm. If I want to laugh, I'm going to look to see if Krista Phillips has something new, which she doesn't. Krista, get writing. (laughs) And you could start with Sandwich with a Side of Romance. Mm -hmm. And if I want all the feels, it might be Kimberly Ray Jordan. And you could start with the New Hope Falls series
0: excellent I like that I mm. um I didn't put any rhyme or reason to
2: my <laughs> um, okay. at, we did all the thinking that's there. right
0: okay. that's right um so my goat I sort of looked at it like if someone just said to me who do you recommend for Christian romance right. like who do I tell my friends that I loved reading um and so Kimberly Ray Jordan which who Valerie just mentioned is one um i agree with new hope falls i also really really love she has a novella series set around a trailer park in um canada is it, is it the fostered by love series i think so yes i think it's fostered by love um i should have looked that up beforehand but i'll try to put it in the show notes um, in, wrong anyway I don't think you can go wrong with Kimberly's books in general. Um, I, I like her books because I always know that I'm going to enjoy my time in the pages. Um and and that's for me, if you want a really strong faith arc, always. That's another reason I like Kimberly's books, is because yep. I never there's not, mm-hmm. it's not a roller coaster. Some books are highs. Her books always have a really strong faith arc. Yeah. Um, Tara Grace Erickson is another auto buy for me. Um, again with the strong faith, but also I love her characters. They feel like they could be friends. Um, they are people who I want to live next door to. Um, and I like that about about them. Um, and then finally is Heather Gray. She's slower to publish. She's back at it, which I appreciate hugely. Um, and. Heather is to me, the perfect blend of faith and humor and hard topics. Her books always Mm. have all three. I always laugh out loud. Um, I always am spiritually challenged and I always appreciate that she handles life. Like she handles real life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, And she does it all with humor and lightness so that it never feels depressing and like you end the book and you want to just like jump off the cliff. Never with Heather's <laughs> books. Like I read some books and you're like, wow, that was horrible. Not from Heather. Um, Heather for will sure. always leave you uplifted. I will will stand by your your choices for sure. So those those Definitely. are my.
1: Doesn't and me. CCR should leave you feeling uplifted. Just as a side note, I mean, I I read a range of genres, so um, but a CCR to me is not satisfying unless I can close that book and think, you know what, God has brought these two people together for a reason. Yes. They um, are going to be the three stranded cord. Mm-hmm. um we've got in the center of their relationship and their marriage and I have this view of they're going to live happily ever after but yeah. life's not going to be easy and that's probably why I don't like those stories being unpacked in women's fiction because I like the romantic dream to stay with yes. me <laughs>
0: yes
1: <laughs> if that not sense read married
0: married romance because married romance always implies that the marriage is in trouble and that just hurts my heart from the start I don't like it so- and I should
1: yeah I should mention on my blog I've got hundreds of book recommendations as well yes. so narelleatkins dot go to my blog and then you can go find authors and get exactly what I think about the books <laughs>
2: <laughs> Norell Atkins unplugged yeah um, I just want to say too uh, about Inspire Romance um, I am to blame for that kind of misleading um, URL yeah because ten years ago I was like ContemporaryChristianRomance.com just sounds really <laughs> heavy and long. I don't can't even remember if I looked, um, but some of the ones that I kind of was toying around with were taken. Inspiromance Romance wasn't, and it is a bit misleading. Um, we unpacked some of the categories earlier. Inspirational is um, not equal to Christian contemporary romance. It's not equal to Christian um, most. Christian romance is probably inspirational, as in it leaves you inspired, it leaves you feeling lifted up, it makes you feel "Ah," (laughs) when you close the book, Um, but it does not actually mean that it has Christian content, it just means that it is inspiring. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah, but, like, but 10 years ago they, that inspirational romance and contemporary christian romance were very interchangeable
0: they were certainly trying yeah to kind of yeah, yeah. they but were it, but it isn't completely but it's not
2: yeah you, you yeah. go to amazon and and go to the religion and spirituality which would be yes. inspirational and there is a whole lot of not christian in that category yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway that was just
0: the little no, it's a good there. it's a good thing to put in there
1: It is. Um, But don't trust the categories. I mean, honestly, um, categories are just, I mean, if you really want to know what's in a book, go find the people who talk about the books that you like to read and then go follow them. There's blogs, there's us here, there's lots of podcasts, there's other YouTube channels. Um, There's a lot of ways to find out about really good authors and really good books that will meet your expectations on content. Because as a reader, I mean, at the end of the day, you go to a book wanting to have a certain type of experience and um, not every book's going to deliver what you want. And that's why personal taste is so important. The best books I always say get in equal measure five star and one star because they hit people and and they're either liking it or hating it and that's that's the way it is and So we but, don't
2: all agree yeah. even us we don't there's been times <laughs> one of these gals has said oh I just love that book and I'm like did you read the same book I read because I did <laughs> and vice versa yeah um so do follow Norell's advice to so do the look inside the preview yeah. on Amazon and read even if it's just the first three or four paragraphs, get a bit of a feel for that author's voice Um, a bit more. I mean, if you get to the end of the look inside and you're still having fun, then please click the buy, right? Yeah. Download, whatever. But but do your own homework and make sure that it resonates with what
0: you're looking for to read.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Um, So let us know your thoughts. your first CCR, um, authors you always recommend, you know, that the the comments maybe of this episode will be another great place to start, um, with, with thoughts and recommendations. So we would love for you to do that. Um, and we're just grateful that you guys were here and hope that this was interesting and entertaining. I know it wasn't full of book recommendations like we often are. Um, but it, it, um, I really appreciated that we got a topic recommended to us. I thought that was fabulous. So also, again, please feel free to do that because that, um, no promises, but sometimes I'm looking at our schedule and I'm like, hmm, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah, so, we always find something. We do always find yeah. something, but having having someone whisper in our ear is always good too. So um, thank you for joining us at Story Chats. Let us know your thoughts in the comments on the YouTube channel. Um, Or the Facebook page. No one takes this up on the Facebook page, but I'm going to keep saying it. So (laughs) while you are over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit that recommendation, uh, recommendation, good grief, notification button so you never (laughs) miss an episode. And um, you could recommend the podcast to your friends. That would be fabulous. So (laughs) we will see you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye.
2: Bye. Goodbye, everyone.